Hey, this is Yellow Nose 23T, a podcast where we'll be spilling the tea all over ourselves. Hello. Um, what's up? I'm going to start with my bad news as per usual. I've got some pretty good bad news today. Um, so I woke up. And I took my mom to work and everything was totally fine. My dog sleeps in my bed when I'm in Waterloo. Um, and when I came back, I realized, like, my, we fed my dog. We took him outside. He, I thought he did his business. Um, but anyways, when I came back, he completely pissed my bed. And he's never done that before. Um, and he is epileptic. So I was, like, thinking, I was, like, maybe he had a seizure and just, like, relieved himself. But usually he poops. So now, uh, yeah, it was it was a really nice thing to see. And I still have yet to clean it up because I'm disgusting. So that's my <laughs> that's my bad news. Um, but the good news is I'm here with Evan. So Evan's going to introduce himself. And um, actually, we're going to talk about how we met first. So say hi, Evan. Hello. Hello. I am Evan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, am I close enough to this thing. I guess I am now. Yeah, you're pretty close. That's Sweet. good. Um. So Evan and I also worked at the movie theaters together. If you listen to Nick and I's podcast, that's where Nick and I met as well. And you still work with Nick, right? I sure do, but I didn't meet Nick at the theater. Where did you meet? We went to high school together. Oh yeah. So did you go to Rust together? I did. Oh yeah. We did. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. What do you? What's your position now there? Assistant manager. Oh. Moving up. <laughs> Running <laughs> the place now. <laughs> Running the place. Just and means Nick I've been there too, too right? long. Uh, Nick is. Technically, like, sometimes he gets, like, flex manager shifts. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. He kind of explained it to me, too. So, Evan and I have also known each other for a while since I was, like, 16. Same as Nick. Um, Yeah, that was, like, the best job ever. We used to hang out a lot. We went camping together. Yep. We did a bunch of... So, the theater used to do these, like... um. What, what were they like nights where we used to play like games and stuff yeah, after yeah. hours? Set so up your Xbox and whatnot. Yeah, set up the, the Xbox screen. in the it's big screen, and all of the people that worked there would go, and it was a lot of us. Yeah. Um. No one ever shows up anymore. Oh, seriously? Like, yeah. The past few that we've had, there's been less than ten people. Wow. It used to be like forty. Well, I, I feel like our group was like so legit. It was so tight. Yeah, we had such Everybody a good group of friends. people. Was Everyone good. was friends. We always did like everything together parties um a bunch of different stuff yeah it's kind of clicky now oh lame yeah wow um but anyways so you and nick were kind of chatting and then i always knew that you were a drummer i knew that about you but um i don't know like how serious it is i didn't know that you were in a band Mm -hmm. so kind of like talk about your like your whole life with that like especially with the band like when did the band start so i guess well i've been in some bands over the years uh nothing really that serious until now but uh like i started playing drums when i was 10 and i'm now 23 so it's been a while um but yeah so i guess like when i first started i played in a band with my brother and then his like good childhood friend josh who's still kind of doing music we played a rage against the machine cover set where he just randomly did vocals like a few months ago which was fun uh but yeah, like I was in a band when I was, yeah, I don't know, probably even before high school, but mm-hmm. we kind of just played some shows around just for fun, whatever. And then you played some shows like in KW? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like when I was, yeah, a small child. Like where, um, whereabouts? Like, do you know the gig theater? Or I guess it's called like the Chrysalids Theater or something now. It's downtown. Okay. Uh, that was like a hot spot. I don't know. They just like threw shows there all the time. Mm-hmm. It was, 
I think it was kind of some scam where they'd made kids try and sell tickets to their events <laughs> so they could make money or something. But at the time, it's like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah playing yeah, shows. Yeah. We were yeah. just trying to make people rich. We didn't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at that point, like, I don't know. I was I was always into it, but then it kind of fell off after that because Adam and Adam is my brother, by the way, for people who don't know me. Um, but yeah, Adam and Josh then started a new band with other guys, like, cause I'm two years younger than them. And then they kind of made friends with another band in the area who was also kind of parting ways at this, at a similar time. Mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. they kind of all formed a new band, but they already had a drummer. So then I was just kind of like pushed oh, no. out, but like, I didn't, By I wasn't mad. Brother. Like, yeah, your own it, brother. it didn't really make, it wasn't really that big of a deal at the time. Cause nothing really that serious was going on anyways. Mm-hmm. So like whatever i was like 13 so then uh they did their thing and that was really fun for me to watch actually just like because they were really good they did well played lots of shows i always went to those and then there was a time where their drummer was going on vacation couldn't make a show so they're like hey can you learn these songs and i was like yeah sure i can learn these songs and then played a show with them which was fun um but then that kind of fell apart and then adam started a new band with some of those guys but then some new guys that he had met through people in high school and whatnot and then that fell apart again. That was probably about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little less, maybe four or five years ago. But then they weren't really doing anything, but they had this like rehearsal space that they would kind of use. Like They were still writing, but they didn't have a full band. It was just three of them. It was my brother, a uh, guy, Jared, who was playing bass, and then Ian, who was playing guitar. They didn't have a drummer or anything. So a few times I went over and just kind of screwed around, whatever, learned some cover songs with those guys. But then... After that, I just kind of started coming around more often, and then it was kind of like uh, it's kind of like modern uh, dating, if you will, where it's just kind of like I guess I'm gonna move my shit in now. <laughs> like it's been long enough where I guess that's probably the move to make. I guess like, there's no conversation about it. Just kind of not happened. really. I was just kind of like I'm gonna move my stuff in soon, and they're like, okay, cool. And it was just like from then on, like. I don't know. So is that the band now? Yeah. Well, so okay. So who is it? How so many of you? So right now it's just. Well, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't talk about this because there's oh. some there's some unannounced news coming up. Oh but wow! For right now, as I'm speaking, we have three people who are playing currently, mm-hmm. but that might change. Okay. AKA it's gonna be more than that soon. Mm-hmm. Um. And what's the name of the band? Danger Liker. Danger which is like her. it's supposed to be kind of dumb and like not serious because we don't really take ourselves seriously like we take our music seriously okay but like we don't want to be this like because we play metal and like a lot of people think metal is like scary and like oh mm-hmm. tough guys whatever but like it's not like that it's just like it's just different mm-hmm. but okay so you play metal yeah okay it's, and do you have so you play drums yeah. and adam's in the band yeah and what does adam do adam does vocals and he does a lot and i mean like a lot of songwriting like mm-hmm. he's Probably, Most of it. He's sitting in his room right now writing music, and he probably will still be doing that in like 12 hours from now. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Jeez. Do you do any of that, too? Because that was another question that I had for you. Yeah. So, I guess like the, the first like EP that we put out, Ian and I kind of wrote just by sitting down and being like, all right, this works. This doesn't work. Because those guys had written songs before I joined, but then they're... I don't know. They're too nice to each other, I feel. Or they were, I guess. And I kind of made them be more honest and not really care about what it sounds like, to be honest. Uh-huh. Just just like, I don't know, get the best product. So yeah. it's something that I kind of 
made them do like when i the second i got in there i was basically saying like hey let me listen to your songs and i was like hey these parts are good but a lot of this really sucks yeah so like a lot of this has got to go yeah and then they were like oh like i'm so glad someone said that blah blah yeah, like so i was thinking sweet. that too and i was like you were just gonna you were just gonna be cool with this you were just gonna put your name on this thing that you're not yeah. entirely all right with like why people have why such a hard time with being honest yeah it's, it's a huge thing i don't think it's that hard and like i no. honestly think it's it's beneficial, but of I guess course. like a lot of people don't really have a mind that's open. Cause mm-hmm. But they also just don't have people that are telling them the truth. That's true. But also, like I feel like a lot of people don't realize what they're asking when they ask someone like, hey, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I made this thing. What do you think of it? When people ask for opinions, like I think people, people think they're asking, <clears throat> this is good, right? Mm-hmm. Not... What do you think of this? Right, so then, right. like, you think you asked, this is good, right? But the other person heard, what do you think of this? So then the <laughs> other person gives you their honest feedback. And if it's not great, then you're like, what? Yeah. Like, I thought I asked you if this was good. Yeah, but, yeah, you know? yeah. So people are, I don't know, people take it too seriously, though. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of got to, like, listen to the people that you're trying to pitch your thing to, right? Yeah, of like, course. Um, I, like, a good example, too, is I have a friend who's awesome. Uh, he lives in Sweden. And without me even asking, like, the first podcast I put out, he was like, hey, what's up? Da, 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 da. And he's, like, sent me a novel of all the constructive feedback he that's had great. for me in my podcast. That's amazing. I was like, thanks. That's awesome. And then he was also like, and I also think you like all the good things. And, like, even recently, again, after he listened to a couple more, he was like, hey, what's up again? And then, like, an even longer novel of things that I can that's improve awesome. on. And I was like, thanks. You're, you're the best. Like, exactly. honestly, no one else was saying that. Everyone else was just messaging me being like, oh, this is so funny and honest. And, like, oh, I want to hear more. And I'm like, that's great. Like, I'm happy you're liking it. But also, like, tell me what I can improve on. And right, tell me exactly. what you're hating. Because I'm obviously just starting out. And I, like, I want to know what your honest opinion is. Right. And if you're doing stuff that sucks, like, you kind of want to not do stuff that sucks. Of course. And if you don't know that you're doing stuff that sucks, it's up to people <laughs> to tell you that your stuff sucks. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of... Exactly. Um, so, okay, let's go back, though. How long has this band been together? How many years? Uh, I guess probably, like, almost three. Three so, now? But, mm-hmm. I don't know, we kind of went through some weird times. Like, we were writing and practicing and everything but then like not playing shows because like at that time we had a fourth guy Mm -hmm. and not everybody was on the same page for whatever period of time like i don't know there was some like everyone had different priority Mm -hmm. i don't know it was kind of it was kind of weird but like it's always hard like i really like doing things by myself because i don't have to worry about other people right and and that's what i think the uh the fourth guy i think he he's more like that he's he's more introverted than the other three of us, like Adam, Ian, and myself, are all like, well, when we're in the same room together, we're pretty ridiculous and like uh, probably a little bit much for mm-hmm. a lot of people. <laughs> so it's kind of good that not too many people have to experience that, probably. But uh, it was just like there's different energies going on, and we knew that there needed to be some kind of change because we, I don't know, we put out music and we were working pretty hard on it, but. Mm-hmm there just wasn't any results like Mm -hmm. nothing was happening so then we kind of decided that the three of us like adam ian and adam ian and myself worked the best together and that it might be better for us in the long run if we just continued the three of us yeah um so that's kind of like what we did but i guess so yeah i don't know i guess more than like a year and a half was spent just kind of making songs kind of practicing we did 
a lot of overthinking. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people do. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like is this even good? Yeah. Like sometimes you just have out? to put it out. Right. Like, exactly. Because it's to, like, and especially yeah. if it's the first thing, like uh-huh. it's your first thing. No one's gonna be like, what? This isn't the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like this isn't. Mm-hmm. Like a million dollar mix, like what's happening? Like <laughs> no one cares. Like, and I'm kind of realizing that it's like, yeah. and now like, even like I don't know, we've come a long way, and the newest stuff that we've put out is a lot better than the stuff that we used to do. But like, we still realize that like, if we would have just done it sooner, we probably could have been farther along it, sooner. Exactly. But also like, yeah. we did learn a lot of really important lessons like along the way mm-hmm. that we probably couldn't have learned otherwise. So fair. I mean. Everything happens for a reason, I guess. Like, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, so you say like you, when you were putting out your music, what exactly does that mean? Where are you guys putting out your music? So In what form? We use, uh, we use this platform called DistroKid. It's like an online distributor thing. We pay a yearly fee. I don't think it's, I think it's like 30 bucks or something like that. But basically, yeah, and that's like, you can check off a bunch of different options, things that cost more money, like getting Mm -hmm. your stuff recognized on Shazam and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, it's cool. Like you can see all these things where it's like, oh, that's how people do that. That's how artists have their lyrics on whatever and like all that kind of stuff. So DistroKid acts as a distributor. So everything that we upload to that, um, I don't even know what they do, but somehow after like 24 or 48 hours, it's on most, if not all, like streaming services, like. Apple Music, Spotify, all that kind of really? stuff. So, yeah, they all do. Cool. They do all of that for us, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you ever look at your uh, like analytics, like the downloads and stuff we, like that? Do you keep up with that? Like sometimes we're not too crazy about it mm-hmm. yet. Um, we've been kind of trying to figure out what works and like what platforms are good for promoting and all that kind of stuff. So it's like certain things do give like little boosts here and there. Like I posted, we put out a song like maybe a month ago maybe a bit more, but uh, I posted on Reddit and some guy commented on my Reddit post and he's like, oh, I, I saw you guys play at Maxwell's. Uh, like, I'm glad to see that you guys are putting stuff out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, weird, like some guy. But then I also didn't realize that I posted one of the first 25 posts of the day on that subreddit, which got it put on like a Spotify playlist or something, mm. which is cool because then we just kind of were like, oh, cool, our new songs on a Spotify playlist and it just got Sweet. more plays and stuff yeah so it's like yeah i don't know it's we kind of keep up a little bit yeah but at the same time like we're not we're too busy with other random right. stuff to be so i'll go go into that then because like you've been playing since you were 13 and like you've been in i guess multiple bands now now you guys are kind of having more of a solid group but like you're saying um everyone's kind of doing their own thing and you also do your own thing outside of that which like one of them is school so I know you have like a whole school story where this is like your third time around. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my third attempt at <laughs> post-secondary and I probably like I would be an idiot to say that it's my strongest attempt. <laughs> it's 100% not. Like I just don't care. T- say what all. you said to me just before the podcast started rolling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I probably should be at school right now, but I haven't registered yet. So I don't know if I have classes. So that's yeah, uh, so that's where we're at. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much a summary of where I'm at with school and what I think about it. Like I did last semester, probably failed a bunch of classes. I don't, don't even, even know. know. I you didn't don't look. even check. No, because like I just and it, I I don't know. It sounds really bad, but I'm just like I don't know. I have a really hard time motivating myself to do stuff that I don't care about. I'm, just, I'm sure Fair. everybody does. Yeah. Because but I just don't care about school. Like 100 percent of my brain power is 
better spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I okay, just, but okay. So the first time you went to school, though, which school did you go to? I went to Laurier. You went to Laurier for political for science how long? for one semester. One semester political science, second then, time around. And it wasn't even like I don't know. Whenever I say people, like whenever I talk about school and all that kind of stuff, and I say that, I, yeah, I've dropped out like three times or twice, whatever. Uh, people probably think I'm an idiot, but it's just no. like. But at the same time, it's like, why Better would that. I waste more time Better and money that. if I don't care, right? Like, of course. And also, I, you did one semester. Exactly. It's not like you did three years, yeah, and then exactly. you did another three like, years, and you did another like three years, and you're nine years like in. Literally, like, two months away from finishing, and they're like, eh. Yeah. I should have been honest <laughs> with myself when I was 17. Like, are you serious? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I tried and be honest with myself about that, but, like, at the same time, society works in a way that is kind of like, hey you're good at things that don't have this like quantifiable salary attached to it all the time. Better get one of those. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know the struggle that I have all the time is like my mom saying, yeah, like I get that you want to do music and you're good at it and all that motherly stuff. But (laughs) like I need some kind of backup plan. But the struggle that I have is why am I treating my backup plan like a plan a and letting it take up all my free time like yeah that doesn't sound like a backup plan to me exactly i think this is a huge topic is like um that i cover with other people as well and just uh, myself is like that that backup plan it's really so time consuming oh and it it takes like if you if you go to university and you have a part-time job where is your free time spent honestly and then you you talk about like your personal life your friendships whatever like uh if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever like there's no room for plan B sometimes. No. Um, and when you have um, like a passion in an art, it's even harder. Right. Um, I think. Because it's uh, kind of like, it's kind of up to you what happens. Yeah, but like. Exactly. It's also not that simple. Mm-hmm. Like you do have to be lucky. You do have to get good opportunities and all that kind of stuff. But like it's pretty much entirely in your hands. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So second time around, what, where'd you go? Second time, that one, that one was probably my most solid attempt. Uh, I did uh, the degree program for community and criminal justice at Conestoga. Mm-hmm. I lasted a year and a half. But then, so when I started that, music wasn't really doing all, a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is now what I do because I'm giving up on my <laughs> dreams. Uh, so I started this thing and then... Uh, I don't know, like, I was kind of into it for a bit, like, I don't know, I've always been into law and that kind of stuff, but then music just started coming back, Mm -hmm. and then I realized how important that was and how unimportant pretty much everything else was, like, it kind of put things into perspective, like, oh, this is probably what I should be doing if I'm spending a lot of my free time doing this now anyways, like, why don't I just spend all my time on it, like, I don't know, it bugs me when people are saying, like, oh, well, think about how many people play guitar, think about how many people play drums, like, how many people actually get noticed for it or whatever, but, like, I don't even, I don't think that's a fair question, like, how many of those people that play those things are willing to risk everything for it, like, I'll bet you the number of people that are willing to risk their well-being for what they like doing, I'll bet you their success rates are pretty high, but nobody... Nobody looks at those numbers. Everyone's just like, let's take all of the people in the world that have ever touched a guitar, ever been in the same room as a guitar, yeah. and oh, one percent of them like yeah, make you it. Absolutely, come on, um, can't think that way. No, and it has yeah, that's like every art, and like I always go back to acting because that's like my thing. Um, where 
with acting you so many people want to be an actor and also right. so many people think they're an actor even though they have absolutely no idea yep and they'll tell you like oh yeah i, w- I was in this like oh yeah i was w- in my high school play yeah <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that or like they're in the background which is great like I- i'm happy for you that you were in the background but like please like don't just like step in here um you just decided you woke up one morning and you're like i'm gonna go to an audition and i got like it just yeah, it pisses, pisses me, me off. off like whoa whoa yeah. jinx <laughs> um no, I think there's a lot of people who don't really understand like the blood, sweat and tears that no. goes in and just like the emotion, the vulnerability. So many things go into uh, being creative. Um, but yeah, that's like yeah. I, I totally agree with you. You can't think about who else is doing it. No, that doesn't it, like, make any it sense. doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that. And you why will is there no room for all it. of us? Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Um, so. Adam is the main writer. Uh, yeah. So right now, Adam is doing a lot of writing. So how we're gonna do it? Like I don't know. We just kind of talked about this in the past few months, just to try and like optimize time and whatnot. Because like a big part of it is writing and rehearsing and all that kind of stuff. But we do all our own like recording and mixing and mm-hmm. mastering and all that stuff, which makes the process so much longer. Right. Like it's an insane like any amount kind of work. Of editing. Yeah, and, like, so Ian does all of that. Like, he did... Adam and Ian were both in, like, an audio engineering program. Um, And then Ian did a lot of learning on his own about how to do all that kind of stuff. And he's constantly learning and working on stuff like that. He's ridiculous. He works so hard. And Mm -hmm. he'll... Like, some days he'll skip work so that... Because someone will send him a song and they need it mixed and mastered or whatever. So I'll show up at our jam hall at, like... 6 p.m. and he's been there for 12 hours already like grinding and it's insane so like i don't know ian does quite a bit of the heavy lifting in in that area but like i don't even remember what the question was so i don't (laughs) even remember why i started talking about this what were you talking about no i was just saying that um adam is the main writer i was just gonna kind of ask yeah uh, um i mean adam's not here obviously but just talking about like vulnerability and stuff like that is like so you were saying he'll sit in his room and just like write forever. Like, does right. he get pretty personal with it? Like, is it stuff that he, like is yeah, important he does. for him? Like, I know that. Well, sometimes he's just like, oh, I'm gonna drink a bunch of beer and watch some weird movie and see what happens. Yeah, and then he, see what like, inspires he, me. He, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He he basically like runs tests on himself <laughs> and then like uses music as the thing to like his test results or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But. uh yeah, I don't know. Like, I know for sure some of the songs that we've released have been about personal stuff for him. Uh, the thing that we're working on now is, like, it's... So, before, we just put out, like, three songs because we were like, hey, these are the first three songs that we wrote, and they're decent, so we'll put them out. But now it's, like, Adam wrote... Adam's written hundreds of songs, probably, like, in full, like, guitar lines, bass lines, keyboard lines, vocals, drums. Like, he writes ridiculous amount of stuff. He yeah. does it in this program called Guitar Pro, so he, like literally tabs out all of the instruments like onto like a staff and like Mm -hmm. it plays through and it sounds like cheesy video game music but like Mm -hmm. you can use that to learn the stuff um so he'll do that just like whether he has intentions of ever using the song or not he just sits there and he just pumps out songs so then we were like hey let's make something with more than three songs on it and then it just kind of seemed obvious at that point it's like well Adam's written hundreds of songs. Mm-hmm. Why don't we use some of those hundreds of songs? So then <laughs> we like sorted through a bunch of the songs and yeah. like a lot of them are probably unplayable on any instrument by 
a lot of humans that are very experienced playing music like it's mm-hmm. a lot of it's nonsense but mm-hmm. it's it's some sort of expression right so he's like you can tell he'll write some songs that are pretty ridiculous and absurd and nothing really makes sense but you can tell he's like trying to get an idea out and then like one of the ones that will come after that will be like a similar kind of thing but you can tell that he kind of figured out how to express whatever he was trying to do mm-hmm. so we like took 13 or so of those songs and we we're like all right we're gonna just learn these now so like this songwriting process is well for my sake anyways it's easier because it's just like hey here's 13 finished songs learn all of these mm-hmm. it's like, okay yeah. i can do that um so then once we're done that ian and i are gonna take over writing again while adam like replenishes his stock so we're kind of just gonna rotate mm-hmm. um i don't know i guess we'll get different sounds that way and keep things interesting but yeah so i don't know a lot like i don't play any instruments and um i never really have like I, it's lame but it just <laughs> i've done a lot of other like sports and this and that and had so many different hobbies but music was never one of them um how much does something like a like i don't know like a good drum set how much does that cost what's the upkeep do you need to upkeep so, that thing like i mean there isn't really too much upkeep other than like you have to replace the skins if you care about what they sound like, which I'm assuming a lot of people probably should, <laughs> uh, sticks are really annoying because they always break. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like sometimes sticks will last a few weeks. Sometimes sticks will last 45 seconds. Oh god! Like it's insane. It's like 14 <laughs> bucks a pair oh, for sticks. So mm-hmm. like maybe a couple weeks ago, I threw out a bunch of the old like broken sticks that I had, and I basically filled a blue box. And that was probably just from the past, like, six months or so. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, like, so the drums that I have right now, I got pretty much exactly a year ago from, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story's actually kind of crazy because I wouldn't have got them if Ian wasn't an eager beaver. <laughs> so uh, I went into Long and McQuaid, like, the music store, Uptown, Waterloo, and I was looking at ordering drums or whatever, um, I was talking to the guy about ordering some custom finish, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this was in January of last year. And the guy was like, oh, there's none of these in Canada. It's going to be either May or later that they'll come in. But okay. I didn't really care. I was like, and eh, whatever. You wanted them. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll wait. Like, not really in that much of a rush. Um, and those ones were, I think, like 1100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was like, eh. Like, yeah, somewhat expensive, but also not ridiculous. Um, And then that night I go home and I was talking to my mom. I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I ordered them, put the down payment on, whatever. But there was, like, the same brand. They had, like, their their top-end drum set, like, available, like, in the store. But it was, like, 2600 bucks plus Mm -hmm. tax. And I was, like, I didn't even have 1100 bucks, And I just (laughs) put a down payment on something. So I was not even considering that. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was like, oh, why don't you just get the better ones? Like, if they're going to last longer and whatever and all this stuff. Basically, she just, like, justified it to me. Spending more money. And I was kind of hoping that she would say that. But at the same time, I was like, where am I going to get this money? But Mm -hmm. I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll just get the better ones then. So I planned on just, like, going in the next day to put the down payment or transfer the down payment yeah. pay a bit more whatever um and then so i was talking to ian about it and ian was like oh do you want me to go into the store right now and just tell them or like ask them if you can transfer your down payment or whatever and i was like I don't, you don't have to drive to the store to do that <laughs> like i could just ask them tomorrow like it's probably not that big of a deal whatever 
And he's like, oh, I'm just going to do it. And I was like, okay, because I was at work. Mm-hmm. And so Ian goes in. He's talking to the guy. He's like, yeah, one of my buddies put a down payment on another drum set, but he wants this one. Like, is that cool? Can he do that? And then one of the other guys that worked there walks over, and he's like, no, like, that that kit is leaving tomorrow. Like, someone ordered it from another location. Like, it'll be shipped oh, out shit. tomorrow. Yeah. And then Ian's like, my friend's literally going to buy it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then... Like, since those guys wanted to make the sale at their store, yeah. they like, called the other store and they're like, ha, sorry, like, oh, nice. unavailable. So then I walked in the next day and got it. But if Ian didn't done that, feel like going in and asking <laughs> that, I don't even yeah. know why he was doing that. But, like, it's crazy. Yeah. So maybe he had nothing better to do. And then I was like, oh, thanks so much. And then I was like, wait, now I, like, have to spend the come money. up with three grand. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I was always telling people to get yeah, my drums are worth more than my car. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But that's oh generally how it goes, like, with people, like, I don't know, a lot of the guys in bands that I've talked to, it's like, their gear is worth a lot more than the sum of every other one of their possessions, probably. Like, yeah. it's just generally, yeah, how it goes. <laughs> we have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of shit from over the years mm-hmm. that some of it's picking up dust, some of it we use every day, but yeah, yeah regardless, there's lots of dollars spent. Yeah, that was another question, too, just, like, in general, like, all all around how much you've spent on equipment or like do you have sort of um a like when you were younger where did you play because i know that's super loud i mean yeah. i just watch movies and i know like, oh it's the worst parents just get really mad it is the, at worst. the kids for like playing in the garage or whatever they yep. have like a time that they have to like shut everything down absolutely yeah that's how it went uh adam and i played in our attic for a while and like my mom was really cool with it and she was basically i don't know she put the limitations on basically out of respect for our neighbors, not even for herself. Like mm-hmm. she would struggle to watch TV and stuff. Cause Adam and I would be ruining the <laughs> environment of the home for the entire day, every day. Uh, but then yeah, Adam and Ian, like once they started taking it more seriously, they had a jam hall like out kind of by Fairview. Mm-hmm. And then they stumbled across this place that we have now that they've had, I guess for the past, like, maybe four-ish years, five years. I Mm -hmm. don't even know how long it's been. I have no concept of time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like they've had the place that we're in for a while. And I guess my mom's pretty thankful that now I'm involved because before that I had like, we moved from the house that we were playing in the attic. Mm -hmm. We moved into a new house. The basement was unfinished. So one of the rooms in the basement got soundproofed. Oh, nice. Sort of. Uh, There's only so much you can do. Um, So I played in there for a little while, but then that started to piss off my mom. Uh, So then I would just kind of be a little bit hesitant to play while people were home because I knew that I was just making everybody angry. Mm -hmm. So then I guess it was a good thing when I finally got my stuff out. But yeah, I don't know. There's been many years of pissing off my entire family with my loud habits. (laughs) So uh, a question that I have that I feel like kind of interesting is if you can remember the longest time you've ever gone not playing? Uh, it would probably be some somewhere on vacation. Like, okay. I bet you the longest... When you, like, absolutely couldn't, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, other than that, I either... Like, if I can't play every day, I try and, like, double up on days. Mm-hmm. Like, if I work an annoying shift in the middle of the day or whatever, I try and either double up the next day or just... Like, I don't really sleep or do normal human things <laughs> like based on what i look like right now like it's the like i smoke too much weed before bed look 
which oh is, my god yeah you know uh <laughs> so it's like that's basically me like i pretty much just play drums all mm-hmm. the time and work so on it's that like kind of you, stuff like, it's like it's literally a part of your everyday life yeah like, and unless I you're on much, vacation yeah you're it's, you're playing exactly Dang. like pretty much when i wake up the first thought in my head is what time am i going to meet up with ian to work on stuff today mm-hmm. like that's pretty much the only does it ever just piss you off though like are you always enjoying it yeah like i are mean you ever just it's, like annoyed it's you're like oh god like not really <laughs> Like it's, it's pretty good time. <laughs> just always a good Generally, time. Generally, but like I, th- I feel like a big part of that though is that like I'm working with my brother mm-hmm. and Ian, who's basically turned into my second big brother. Mm-hmm. Like we're all like super, super, super close. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the work is annoying and it's hard, but it's with like two people that know me better than anybody, and I know them probably better than anybody too. So yeah, like it's an environment where. Like, yeah, obviously, like, it's frustrating sometimes, but you can show, like, I can show anything in front of those guys. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if I'm super frustrated, like, I can literally scream at the top (laughs) of my lungs for an hour if I want to. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. So, it's, like, the environment helps us kind of all deal with that. Yeah. And, like, even stuff that's frustrating for, like, that the other guys weren't even involved with. Like, if I'm just having a shitty day Mm -hmm. at a long shift at work, I'm tired, whatever, like they help me with all that kind of stuff too. So mm-hmm. it's all kind of like, it's all tied together. Yeah. And it's, I feel like since we're so close, it just makes it fun. Mm-hmm. But it also is like, I want to work on stuff because I want to do it for them. Mm. And like, sometimes like if I'm slacking and they're not, and they're waiting on me to do something, then it's like, I don't know. That kind of helps me too. It's like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like this is for these guys too. Like mm-hmm. these guys are putting a lot into it like Ian's so working full time he's not in school well. Adam's working full time he's not in school yeah like we all kind of like need it to work mm-hmm. so there's also that kind of it's not like I guess you could see it as pressure because we kind of need it to work and mm-hmm. we're kind of going all in but like I don't know it's it's more it's more healthy than that yeah, yeah it's more healthy it doesn't sound unhealthy yeah um so you were kind of talking about your image and I guess people have a certain uh, thought process when you say like, I play metal, I smoke oh. a lot of weed before bed. What do you think <laughs> yeah. your look is like? And do you think I was asked, I ask everyone this. So like, what do you think your look is? And do you think right now at your age where you're at in your life, you're being the most authentic version of yourself? Uh, okay. So image, like we know that, like, I don't know, we we're pretty well aware of what most people think of the music we play and that a lot of people don't really like it. And, like, Adam will throw in stuff like that, like, in between songs. Like, he'll talk and, <laughs> I don't know, he's just, he's Adam. If, mm-hmm. if you've ever met him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, like, we don't really strive for any sort of particular image. We are kind of just, like this is what we're like, Mm -hmm. take it or leave it kind of like, we're not really like our image is like, it's, it's personal. So it's like, we're cool with people knowing that we're total idiots. Like we're cool with people knowing pretty much everything. And I think that Mm -hmm. kind of creates a a different level and it kind of helps when we're doing something that's not really widely Mm -hmm. loved by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, like people just accept it because you're just being real. Right. And it's like, if you can make a personal connection with somebody, it's like 
to some degree, if they hate the music but they like you, they're going to support you. Right. And I'm not saying that. I'm trying to just finesse people into <laughs> supporting me by being like, hey, yeah, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Come to my shows. Yeah. Like, it's not what I'm trying to do, but it's like <laughs> we're like we're not these aggressive people that right. people might think we are if they only heard our music. Like, mm-hmm. basically, like we play metal because it's a good it's a good way to express yourself because we don't really have like limitations and we don't limit ourselves to only metal. Like there are per- parts of our songs that you'd be like, the hell is this? Like yeah. this, isn't, this isn't metal and aggressive. And that's just kind of our thing. It's like, we're going to do whatever the hell we want and we're going to screw around and be jackasses. So mm-hmm. if you like that, then <laughs> come along for the ride. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about more than that. Like, but I don't know. There's so many people like, I don't want to be one of those guys that's just like, super serious all the time posting like only black and white pictures of instagram where i like where i look sad and shit like it's like oh yeah i'm so tough and cool because i play metal and check this like i don't know like i don't really want to be like that like i think it's there because i'm not like that Mm -hmm. and i don't think that there's any point in creating some sort of image of yourself that's not real right because then you have to be like i don't know you have to be on all the time you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. be conscious of that and be like oh how is what i'm about to say right now gonna affect my image mm-hmm. how is what i'm wearing gonna affect my image like yeah it's it's a little much and i feel like it takes away a certain level that would i don't know like it might it, prevent that, people from like, getting into you because they're just yeah like, for sure you're so that's so unpersonable like yeah exactly like it's just fake so and uh, i don't know I like think i think we too, get good like, results w- with that too yeah like, I think lately too, like more than ever, people really crave like authenticity. And that's why I asked the question is like more and more so like people really just want to meet real people and honest people and like make real connections because nowadays it's really hard to connect with people. um, I find anyways. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, So another question Um, in terms of your music or in terms of just like the career because obviously you want to have a career in music this would be the ideal situation would be that you make money and and a living off of your band (laughs) so what's the best advice you've received in terms of achieving that or like that you've given yourself um it's actually a weird and interesting story it happened probably like towards the end of the summer uh so this past summer yeah Mm -hmm. so there's a band from town called auras and they're definitely metal mm-hmm. um they're ridiculous like their music is insane all those guys are super talented um but their drummer his name's nathan he's insane uh he also plays in a band called intervals who's doing really well intervals is from toronto they're instrumental um it's basically one guy aaron marshall he plays guitar and writes all their songs whatever but then cool. when he goes on tour he gets like a guy to play bass a guy to play the other guitar line and then a guy to play drums they're doing very very well and Aaron does all of his own stuff um so he's kind of like the face of do it yourself uh you don't need a record label kind of so he's been like a huge role model um and then so Nathan's from Waterloo and his other band Ors is from Waterloo and they were doing well so then I was like oh what the hell I'm just gonna add this guy on Facebook and hopefully he doesn't think I'm weird so I added him on Facebook I sent him a message and I'm like hey man like how do you grow in a small market how do you how do you do it Mm because you've done it Mm -hmm. um and he actually he gave me a lot of information and I was I was blown oh, wow. away like he sent me so much like and I only asked him one pretty yeah. simple question he gave me so much information we kind of shot back and forth for a little bit um but the one thing that he said that'll stick with me is that 
he said like the music industry is about working with people that you know and people that you trust so be those people Mm. so he's like go to random shows talk to everybody Mm -hmm. go to random things where music's happening and talk to people like you never know who you're going to talk to and it's like at that point it's like what i was saying before it's like you're making friends and then those friends are going to support you Mm -hmm. and then it becomes about more than the music and it's like if you make a good impression yourself on people yeah it doesn't really matter what you're doing because you'll get people to support you Mm -hmm. and it's like regardless of whether your song is getting airtime on the radio or not it's like you have all these people that are going to support you because you are a good person and it's like yeah so kind of like making about more than music and just being a good person being like a member of the community and helping out other people and that kind of stuff i like that but then the crazy the crazy thing about that is that so this is like the yeah i think it was in early september i sent nathan this message he sends me all this information back really great advice and i was asking him it's like how does like a smaller band get on the next level how do they get to those shows at maxwell's where like i don't know every once in a while one of our favorite bands will come around and they'll play at maxwell's and it's like how does a small local band get on that show and like get Mm -hmm. that recognition and then he was just like yeah going more about making connections with people and networking and whatnot but then it got announced like it may have already been announced but it like i don't know a show got announced where intervals was playing at maxwell's mm-hmm. intervals is one of our favorite bands huge role models because yeah they do it all themselves um and then i jokingly texted like our promoter in the area who's uh kyle wappler he's basically single-handedly keeping the scene alive okay. in waterloo so <laughs> go kyle uh but yeah, I kind of half jokingly texted him like, "Hey, Intervals is playing at Maxwell's, like get us on that." And then yeah. he was like, "I'm working on it." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And then like 2 weeks before the show, he's like, "Yeah, you guys are playing the show." We're just oh, like, wow. "What?" Like and it was just a few months ago that I was talking to their drummer like, "Hey, how do yeah, we do yeah, this? Yeah. How do we get on the show?" Yeah. And then like and not that specific one. I didn't mention that, but yeah, he gave me some advice. Um I don't know if it was just luck or if maybe somehow we followed his advice and made the right impression on the right people yeah that's awesome but yeah it was crazy and then from there it just kind of spiraled out a little bit like right when that show got announced like we knew that it was going to be by far the most people that we had played in front of Mm -hmm. um so we're like oh we got to get we got to get merch like we gotta we gotta somehow like have something that'll like make us stick in people's heads Mm -hmm. and what better way than to wear an obnoxious shirt with our name (laughs) on it so then yeah we're selling shirts and then so that show was on November 1st, and then at the end of November, so Intervals played at Maxwell's. That show was, like, just a one-off show before they went on tour, like, across North America. And then, so at the end of November, they played in Toronto. Uh-huh. So Ian and I went to that show. Great show. But we saw a guy walking around in the crowd that we didn't know who was wearing one of our shirts. Oh, wow. We are just like, what? Like, oh we went to see one of our favorite bands, and someone in the crowd was wearing one of our shirts, and it was just, like, this, like, mind-blowing kind of, like, what is happening? Like. Yeah what like did you go up to the guy yeah we talked to him and it was it was really cool like he was talking about how he'd worn the shirt 15 to 20 times and it had, only, it had been like less than 30 days oh. was just like jesus man like <laughs> wash the goddamn shirt <laughs> uh, but yeah it was hilarious he was with his son who was probably like six or seven. Oh, and cool this was like a super dad stoked. Too. yeah it was, Dang. Dope. It was yeah it was just a really weird experience because it's like this guy like and picking a shirt to wear to a show is like it's a big moment like it's like oh what's it gonna be like what am i gonna wear to this thing and this guy's like yeah oh it's a no-brainer like <laughs> i'm wearing this shirt it's like why like what did we do to you <laughs> what have we done but no yeah it was it's hilarious like 
just how quickly things can change too because mm-hmm. that show yeah, was like it was our eighth show change. playing together like we'd played less than 10 shows and like yeah the eighth one was with one of our favorite bands we we're like what the hell is going on here mm-hmm. like so i guess like since we started taking it really seriously and like getting out there and getting in people's faces and mm-hmm. whatever like we've gotten results like pretty quickly which is good but like we obviously know that there's still so much work to be done yeah of course. so it's it's a huge process it's yeah. a huge huge process it's a huge grind but mm-hmm. like i don't know i like it though it's mm-hmm. nice like yeah. it's nice to if wake up if you don't and have enjoy the do. process then you probably shouldn't be doing it exactly yeah. yeah like if it's if it's a struggle to get up every day and be mm-hmm. like oh god but like that's how like i'm exactly i'm 100 percent sure that that's exactly how i'd feel if i just had regular nine to five job like right. i know that i would dread it every day like i don't need to do it to know that like mm-hmm. i know that it sucks yeah like so i mean i don't know i feel like a lot of people just kind of take that path because they're like oh this is this is what i do now and now i mm-hmm. now i don't have a life and i work nine to five or whatever but yeah. it's like i think there's a lot of people too though like i agree with you on that but i also think there's a lot of people who don't really have huge passions yeah which is okay like it's all right um i'm happy i have one yeah for sure but yeah there are there definitely are those people that are just like i'm i'm fine with working a nine to five because they like to like buy expensive gadgets or go on fancy trips or like spoil their friends and family or whatever and like that's how that's where they find their enjoyment yeah that's cool Um, but people who have like a passion yeah like thinking about working a nine to five and not being able to do what you want to do is like like the worst thing that you could do to somebody yeah yeah, i can't i can't (laughs) even imagine what i would like um and i'm also just i'm way too much of like a a sarcastic prick to have like (laughs) any kind of like serious like i don't know and it's weird because obviously like i work like a management job so i show up in my dress clothes and whatnot and like kids think that i'm some (laughs) guy who has all this authority like you know like when you get hired at the theater you're like oh the manager's like oh it's scary or whatever and now it's me and i'm just like really like (laughs) you know putting on this act but like no i don't know it's like i never really thought about how some people don't really have that passion Mm -hmm. that they like go to like because i was just kind of like hell's wrong with people like what are you you doing why why are you working this job but yeah i I Mm -hmm. didn't even process the fact that some people just don't have that because yeah. it's so present in my life that it's, yeah, exactly. it's hard for me to be like, Imagine. what do you mean you don't have something like this? Or like, yeah. what do you mean you don't know what you like? <laughs> yeah. Like, or you're not good hey, at Hey, what anything. do you like doing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What? <laughs> Every day. You just, just don't know. You just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? I don't know what I want to do today. Like, really? It's just so weird. Yeah. Because I do this. But I guess some people are probably like, you do the same shit every day. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I do. But mm-hmm. so I guess that's weird, too. <laughs> strange. Yeah, I guess it, different perspectives. Um, I'm just going to end off with this question just because I think it's like it, like our generation. Um, do you think now you can be an artist without social media like if you got rid of your facebook today your instagram i don't know if you have twitter or all your social media platforms are you like thinking the band's gonna suffer or are you talking me personally getting rid of my stuff or getting yeah. rid of the band stuff both uh i think i think that we do need social media and i mm-hmm. think that artists like it's unfortunate to mm-hmm. say because like i honestly th- i wish that we didn't need social media and i wish that people were just willing to go to things and mm-hmm. go exploring but like yeah that's not a thing anymore no, no. one likes 
anything that's not predictable. Like yeah. everyone wants each minute of their day scheduled where it's like, I'm going to be at this thing from eight o'clock until eight thirty, mm-hmm. and then I will be home. Like no one just walks around and explores and all this kind of stuff. So it's like no one's leaving their house unless they have to. So I feel like yeah. if you're not on social media saying, Hey, come look at my whatever, come the see this thing that I did. Like people aren't going to care unless you make them care. And it's mm-hmm. like, people aren't going to know about it unless you like, cause nobody leaves their house. Yeah. So it's like the only way to, reach people who don't leave their houses to post on social media yeah. it's like all the people that don't leave their houses are glued to their phones right exactly so it's like, i didn't even think about that like fully how you were saying like we're so scheduled it's true like a lot of people really aren't spontaneous and don't just go exploring without like knowing what's gonna happen right like they they go to places kind of setting out the night already they kind of already know how things are gonna go down and it's so lame yeah and people have these ridiculous expectations and it's like what did you really expect? Like, mm-hmm. you're going uptown Waterloo. No shit. You didn't have, like, some ridiculous <laughs> experience that was life-changing. The best like, you went night to of Phil's. your life. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's dial it back for a minute <laughs> here and just, like... But I don't know. And I think that goes just back to everyone just taking everything way too seriously. Like, yeah. Why not just go out and see what's going on? Like, I love mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't know. It's just... Today is... There's way too much stuff going on. People mm-hmm. bite off a lot more than they can chew. So I feel like mm-hmm. they need to schedule every single second of their day or else they're going to struggle because it's like, well, I have 50,000 things that I have to do today. So unless I schedule every 30 seconds, like I'm not going <laughs> to get it all done. Yeah. But like people just need to unwind a little bit. Like everyone's yeah. too uptight. and People are really uptight. I definitely think that everyone just kind of needs to take a step back. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like what better way to do that than to just go like enjoy something like yeah. entertainment like come yeah. on people like we're yeah. trying to get you away from like your shitty nine to five like yeah we're trying to get you to enjoy life a little bit more than you do mm-hmm. sitting in the cubicle all day like mm-hmm. and that's that's what i feel like people don't realize it's like hey come to this thing i prepared some cool thing for you to look at like people don't really understand it's like i had a long shitty day at work i kind of need something to take my mind off of that and i kind of like, people are just like, oh, another thing to add to my list of things to do? Oh, not today. Like, don't have time for that. It's like, what do you mean you don't have time for that? Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> you're going to die. You're going to die if you don't leave your house and look at cool <laughs> stuff. Okay. Um, thank you so much. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, I hope so. And I also want to just, like, go back to some of the things that you said to just, like, close off the podcast um just saying your best advice was basically just uh, you're awesome for just going out and just asking this person he was obviously really willing to share his information which not everyone is like that and it's great when you find people who are he's clearly passionate about what he's doing and willing to share yeah um it is awesome so don't be afraid to ask questions uh and go out there and talk to everybody like you said try and meet people and even if you're kind of an introverted person like I can be super introverted and it's kind of hard for me to socialize at big parties because I find it really it's not intimate right like I would rather be in a smaller setting but if you can just push yourself uh, and find a reason to be that person you're gonna really you're gonna end up meeting people that you would never expect and you never know um, where that's gonna lead you and for you uh, there were results kind of like within like two months. Exactly. Like you were saying. Like it's crazy and you never know what's going to happen. And if you don't ask, the answer's always no. Yeah. So. And also you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, it's also so like. So get out there. 
Uh, and it's also just, I feel like it's more about just being an active member of the community that you're trying to be a part of, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I was always like, I don't know, we would play a show at Harmony Lunch uptown and a few people would show up because nobody knows who the hell we are. Yeah. And then I was like, what the hell? Like, all these people in this area are playing shows, but nobody comes out to our shows, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then I was like, but I never go to anybody else's shows either. Right. So, like, maybe that's why people don't go to mine because nobody knows who the hell I am. And then yeah. that kind of, like flip the switch and it was like i need to go to these things yeah. and integrate myself with the people that i'm trying to work with right because mm-hmm. it's like it's all a matter of these are the people i'm trying to work with these are other musicians that have no idea who i am so i'm gonna go talk to them and then they'll come out to my shows i'll go to theirs and it's i don't know it's like be an active member of the community and like really think about what that means awesome so we're gonna close off there um I hope you guys made it to the end of the podcast. This is podcast number seven. So if and it rhymes with it, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know anything about podcasts and I've been mentioning it in a lot of them is after uh, seven, we made it because usually people give up um, before seven or at seven. Nice. So well, it's probably going to be at. <laughs> this <laughs> Sorry, is guys. Uh, yeah. It's the end of the road. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, thank, thanks so much for listening. I hope you learned a lot. I hope you had fun. I had a lot of fun. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.